Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, June 13, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have what's called a continued melt-up operation. The market went right to a resistance point today and pulled back. We'll get to that later because it plays into what happened inside the numbers and in the live room. We have a lot of stuff on the docket this week. This morning was the phony CPI number. Tomorrow is the PPI. We have the Fed meeting, FOMC, today, culminating tomorrow. Fed announcement, interest rate announcement tomorrow afternoon. Jerome Powell or Jerry's press conference following. We have, I believe, some kind of phony jobs number, initial claims, whatever that is, later in the week. There's a lot of stuff, including options expiration. It's quad witching. We've got rebalancing. All kinds of stuff going on. Weird stuff happens. We also had the futures contract roll. This is what happens at the end of a quarter. There's a lot of stuff going on. We also have, and write this down, put it on a sticky note, We have a tinfoil hat event next week. Call it mid-next week, where if the market is trading up into or down into one of these tinfoil hat events, it could be ripe for a turn. As evidence from the email indicator, and we haven't brought this out in a while, however, here it is, there are still plenty of traders out there trying to short the tape. They're having to cover They're getting pies in the face. The tape or the market is going higher. Why is that? In an uptrend, the trend is your friend. Pullbacks are bought until the uptrend is over. Until you have what we call a character change in the market and they start getting below certain things, certain places, certain numbers, we're going to remain in an uptrend until those things happen. Therefore, Pullbacks are not reversals, but yet buying opportunities until the trend is over. That's the way it works. Weekly chart. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. We look at both sides of the tape. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. When you look at the daily chart, while it's in an uptrend, they're getting a little bit too far from home base. Once that happens, and we don't have a specific Here's to the penny where it's too far from home base. It's a concept. Once they get too far from home base, and by the way, what is home base? Home base is the 20-period moving average. Where's that on my chart? It's the red upsloping trend line. Once they get too far from home base, they have a tendency to stop going higher. They have a tendency to either come back toward home base, go sideways for a while, let home base creep up to price, and then they continue on. We had that just several days ago, when you look at this area, they were getting far from home base. They went sideways for a few days. Home base creeped up the price, and then they continued higher. That's the way it works. Can we get a sell the news event on one of these items this week? And the answer is absolutely. We can. We don't know we will, but we can. For example, the Fed, FOMC, interest rate announcement tomorrow afternoon. Could you get a rug pull? Absolutely. Could you get a spike higher? Absolutely. It's a crapshoot. It's a gamble. It's a bet which way it's going to go. We don't know 
in advance. Mainly speaking, it's a spectator sport tomorrow afternoon. Guessing which way they're going to go after the Fed is just a bet. Nothing more, nothing less. Write that down, put it on a sticky note, 437.75, 438, 438, a spike of, in that neighborhood, is the next place of overhead resistance. Could they gap over it tomorrow? They can do anything. I'm giving you the number in advance. This is the same number slash same zone that inside the number members will have tomorrow morning. They'll have more stuff, but this is one of them. What about inside the numbers? Was any money made today? You betcha. Let's check out what the early thoughts were around zero dark 30. Just a little discussion about the data, the bull market melt-up operation, all that stuff. Next important place at zero dark 30 was 435 and change. It's magnetic and overhead resistance, but above on candle closes, that'll begin to open the door for the next leg higher. Where's the next leg higher go? Well, you'll see that in the notes as we scroll up. Don't need to put it on at zero dark 30 and have it sent around the interwebs. We had a number if they dropped them, they didn't drop them. We don't have to worry about that. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. So at 8.33, so we're all on the same page. The pre-market thieves have already tested the next important spot before and after the CPI data shuffle. Above and the door begins to open for the higher stuff. What's the next spot? Here it is at 9.05 before the open. As long as they're above 4.35 and change, the next spot is 4.36.85, give or take. They can spike it. It's overhead resistance, but hard to simply waltz right on through. That was posted at 9.05 a.m. 9.21, still before the open. Is there a short? Where is it? 4.36.85, give or take. It's the front end of the zone. We have a number if they continued higher. Close to 4.38, it's a give or take. There should be a reaction back down in the other direction if reached during the morning rush. All trades start as a scalp with potential before the opening bell. And there's your 4.36.85. And you see the pullback down to here. And you'll see later on that was an exit opportunity. Why? Because it was down at where? 4.35. The low here, 434.63. They spiked the 435 and bounced right back above it. Many traders got it inside the numbers, the live room. 10 points, 12 points, 15 points, 17, 18, 19, 20. Traders got a nice, juicy wallopalooza out of that trade. We had numbers in the room, five grand today, seven grand, four grand, two grand, three grand, all over the map. Fantastic day in the live room. Was there another trade? Well, the live room participants bought the on-time situation for a bounce back in the other direction. So they got what we call the double barrel trade. How you doing? Pause the video. I gave you the highlights. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. You see right here, 946. The scalp portion is over. That's from the short trade. 943, showtime zone. They're in the showtime zone for a reaction back in the other direction. I'm giving you everything you need to find success trading these markets. Give you the concept, give you the setup, give you the numbers, give you the exit, give you where it's wrong. I give you everything you need. Pause the video, 
read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We only had two stocks on the move today. Apple was one, Zion Bank was another. Apple didn't hit, but Zion did. So guess what? We'll take a look at the chart. Zion getting a haircut slash buzz cut at the opening bell. It opened below the first number, so what happens? It's off the board. The first number doesn't exist. The second number is immediately activated, 2840. They spiked it, and they did what? They ripped it back up in the other direction. The high just minutes later was $30.31 from a 2840 entry. You like apples? We had a lot of participation on this one both inside the numbers and in the live room. The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We know about this zone. It was magnetic and also overhead resistance. They're in the zone. They got halfway in the zone. Can they still go higher? Sure, they can get to the top end of the zone. They can spike the top end of the zone. It's an overhead resistance zone. Sometimes you get a reaction immediately. Other times it takes a while. It's a resistance zone, but they're home. It's just a matter of how deep they want to go into the house. About the folks down at the transportation department, they are what we call participating. My second favorite market leading indicator next to the IWM, a number one canary in the coal mine. You can see all this stuff up here. So this pivot high, that's important. So they've came up short. They've eaten some time off the clock for a few weeks underneath it. So are they doing that to build some energy, get there, get through there? Let's see what else is there. Let's look at another chart. Here's a weekly chart. Here's the weekly 100 period moving average. That other price from that pivot was slightly above this weekly 100 period moving average. Can they get there, spike it? Here's that high. It's 14,578. The weekly moving average is 14,542 and change. I'm not saying they have to stop there. They can get to the high of this breakdown candle all the way up at 15,195. They don't have to get there, but they can work their way up there. We talked about this one. As long as they stayed above this area, which they tested a number of times, that was a bullish situation. And here they are going in the other direction. What about the Q people? They continue to grind higher. You have to look at the weekly chart to see what they're working on. You draw a line over from where today's high is and you see what they're working on. They're working on these pivots up here. Getting above those pivots, there's a breakdown candle high up here. This is a big time area in this zone. So it's no wonder they got there. It's magnetic. Pivots are magnetic. Breakdown candle highs are magnetic. Moving averages can be magnetic. A lot of things draw price in. It's not always the same thing. Look what happens when we put a Fibonacci retracement on this. Here's your high, here's your low, and you've surpassed the 618 retracement, and now you're coming up to the 75 retracement. Maybe it's 786, 76, 77%. Either way, somewhere in here, is a big fat round number of 370. That's item number one. And look what that coincides with. Look over here. How about this pivot high? That pivot high, the exact number is 371.83. So will the market draw price in or will the chart, will these magnetic things draw price in to the 370, spike above 370, get to this pivot high, 371 and change, in that area, there's a breakdown candle high there. Does anybody think this whole area, 370 to call it 372 or 3, 
is going to be overhead resistance? And the answer is, hell yeah. We don't know specifically that they will get there, but if they do get there, it may present what's called an opportunity. About the financials, here's the weekly chart still. They're doing the same thing. They were up a little bit today. Not a bad day for the XLF in and of itself, but they're still not going anywhere. They can't get above these moving averages. They can't get above this breakdown candle high. Not yet, anyway. If they do, there's another leg higher and above 34. Here's the daily chart. They're grinding, but right into what? The convergence of the 100 and 200 period moving averages. Look at the monthly chart, by the way, just to get a look. Monthly charts take a long time. However, is this building a bearish flaggish pattern or are they going to break the chain and go higher into this moving average? We don't know, but if they start going back and forth in this channel, that will tell us something. But again, keep in mind, this takes a long time to play out, but all charts act and react the same way. And what I mean by that is that you can use the same concepts on an hourly chart, on a daily chart, on a whatever chart. About Smash Mouth, the semi-space, anything wrong here? No, they got above the former high, they made a high and pulled back, now they got above the high, and guess what? They're bullish, obviously, and they're into what? Well, look at all this stuff up here. You have these highs here, and you have this whole area where you have a breakdown candle high in between that and the former high, is all this area where the chart or the market, SMH in this case, tried to break out, couldn't do it, and failed miserably, but they've come all the way back to do what? To test a former breakdown area. So when you look at this, you say, all right, hold on a second. You have this breakdown candle high. That's where they found overhead resistance first. They pulled back for a week or two, and now they're back above it. That was a very shallow pullback. It's bullish. When they go back up, that same area, first time, best time, that's not the same resistance it once was. Now they're working on all this stuff where the market couldn't get through it before. Are they back up here just to run a test, or are they back up here to bust out? Here's the monthly chart. You get a good look at what's going on. This is the all-time high. The semis are being driven in part by the whole AI craze. We'll call it a mini bubble for now. Semis are in the same camp. They're participating in the AI mini bubble. We're either going to get a double top or we're going to get a breakout. We don't know which one yet. We'll let the market dictate based on the price action which one it's going to be. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.